Welcome to the REL Talk Show, where we get up close with some of the greatest business minds in APAC as they answer 10 questions about marketing, business, leadership, and management. Discover how current trends combine with timeless marketing principles for undisputed business success and become a marketing leader to go beyond your farthest ambitions. So get ready for some real talk with leaders in 10 questions with your host, Vineet Rajan. Hi, I'm Vineet and we have with us Alok who is a business and marketing professional with experience of having delivered global marketing campaigns filmed on the streets of New York, the skies of Berlin, to the glittering world of Bollywood in Mumbai. Having worked with agencies and teams from across the world, he has built a network of professionals which he cherishes very dearly. Starting out as a sales manager and moving over to the world of digital, he finally took over broader roles in the world of marketing. He is a self-proclaimed poet, a philanthropist and currently the global head of marketing and partnerships at Mahindra Racing, who compete in the Formula E World Championship. Welcome to the show, Alok. Good to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Vinny. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to speaking with you and, you know, sharing my whatever little I've learned in my life about marketing and sharing with you and your audience. Really excited. Looking forward to this. Awesome. Thanks, Alok. Thanks again. So uh, let's quickly dive in, Alok. Let's start off with, we know who Alok is, but how much do we know about who you are as a marketeer? So could you tell us more about that? Absolutely. So when it comes to marketing, Vineet, I, I would sort of classify myself as a marketing geek or a marketing nerd, if you will. You know, I, I would say as a marketeer, and I look at marketing as part art and part science, and I would, I would call myself as a part artist, part scientist, who's trying to absorb and take in as much as possible with what's happening in the world of marketing all through the time. I mean, through books, articles, documentaries, anything else that helps me learn more about marketing and about human behavior specifically, because that's that's what I feel marketing is all about, you know, understanding human behavior. The second part really is the area of expertise or something that I really love about marketing is digital. And I got into digital early on back in 2005, 2006, when people were just sort of starting to catch on what's happening in the world of digital. What is digital? People were just discovering that uh, part. I, I used to blog back then in 2005, 2006. And that really was, was the starting of my marketing journey. The first book which I had picked up, which really inspired me and got me deep into the world of digital was uh, the story of Google. The book is called The Google Story. And that was a book which I had picked up sometime in 2003, 2004. And, and that really sort of got me into this world. And I think for me as a marketeer, I believe that my biggest marketing learnings have come out when I've stepped out of marketing. What I mean by that is over the years through my career, I, I have taken on different and very varying roles, right from sales to customer service, to key account management and any all and any and all of these roles that I took up, it actually just helped me become a better marketer because it helped me get a very bird's eye view of business and how marketing really impacts the business. So that's that's just a little bit about me and you know how how I have shaped my marketing career. Thanks for those insights, Alok. In fact, you know, my follow-up question to this would be so I look at you, Alok, right now, you head marketing and partnerships for Mahindra Racing. And you've had a 
phenomenally interesting career and like you mentioned you started off with sales if somebody else listening to this podcast were to get where you are right now what would you kind of tell them about your journey number one thing is remain very very experimental with what you're doing and number two would be remain curious about everything that's going on around you why i would say experimental is there is no see marketing is the exact opposite of the way math is like you know in and some people might disagree but when when you look at something like a 1 plus 1 is always 2 yeah or a 3 into 3 is always 9 marketing doesn't work like that so marketing is very as and as i mentioned at the beginning of this conversation saying it's part art and part science so you have to be very open you have to be very experimental that's what i have at least done so i i have taken up a variety of roles and that has given me tremendous tremendous belief of the power of marketing and it just helps you become a better marketer so don't be closed don't be looking at marketing and brand only roles look at roles which give you a very very wide exposure to all aspects of business and eventually it'll just help you become a better marketer so true in fact you know i kind of also resonate with the fact that one needs to do a lot of things in the space of business and talking of which you know very interestingly alok you also do a lot many more things beyond business and i know at least a couple of side projects that you've worked on in the past could you tell us more about that and how you managed to give attention and focus to that along with the work that you that you do for a living so for me vinith you know what i have been very intentional about what i want to do and what that means is for example i don't watch any tv okay so if you ask me about what's happening in the world of television or the latest tv shows i spend very little time watching any of these netflix streaming services i i didn't spend much time watching cricket when you know everyone around me was spending a lot of time uh, watching this game so i i think it it did give me access to some amount of time in my hands and i've been very intentional on how i want to use that time and one way has been is how can i make an impact outside of what i am doing and that's where some of the work in the social space came into the picture so very early on i got involved with a very dear friend of mine who runs a non-profit called youth for people and it's been about 10 years now that i've been doing variety of things right from raising funds to doing outreach campaigns what that helped me do is is build a network outside of your regular engineering management graduate sort of uh, circle and that network helped me build a very different perspective about life in general because i i met people from all walks of life from writers to actors to musicians and whatever you will and it it just he- helps you expand your thinking and your horizon your frame of reference becomes much much wider and that that's some that's something which i continue to do and want to continue to do throughout my career i also have managed in the past and to spend some time with some of my friends who run some of their small little startups and contribute whatever i can in terms of my time and advice i mean i i have to admit that increasingly over the years it has gotten more and more difficult to give time to this but even today as and when whenever possible i try and take out some time 
and do some things with some of my friends who are running their own startups. It, it gets, helps me get an external perspective outside of what I'm already doing. Very true. In fact, you know, if I may add to that, I also come from a startup background and I, I started something for myself, which is if there's anyone in my vision who is actually doing something in startups, the best way I felt I can help them is be their customer. And it kind of helps. It, it's it's a very easy way for you to help them. At the same time, they also get some customer feedback, which is very important for them. And you just take one small step of maybe getting them a customer, which is what I think a lot of startups look for these days. Interesting. Very interesting. And, and I think there is a way in which all of us can uh, contribute, right? And if, as I said, if we become intentional about making a contribution, and if you put a little bit of focus on that, then it happens. Yeah. And let's now shift gears and get more into marketing. So you've been in in the space of marketing and sales for quite a long time. What do you think has been like the biggest shift in marketing in the last 15 years? So, you know, Vinit, it's a very, very interesting question. And it's very important to understand the components of marketing before I sort of get into answering this question so marketing at its core is nothing but understanding why people do what they do and you know using this understanding to offer things they need want or desire the this this core of marketing really hasn't changed over the last 50 100 years i mean it's it's still about people's needs wants and desires and marketing being the vehicle that sort of fulfills or delivers on this uh, promise. Yeah. So if, if you look at marketing and interestingly, something that I had put together alongside my fellow marketeer, who's also my uh, wife, we, we put down a marketing framework together, which, which I also did teach to on some of the forums with some nonprofits starting since like 2015, 2016. And I'll just break down what that framework is. So it's, it's kind Please. of like a framework with four pillars, you know, the first one being the message, the second one being the audience, the third one being the medium, and the fourth one being impact. So I call it the mommy framework. And if you now look at the four components or the four pillars of this framework, pillar number three, and which is the medium is the one which has changed the most in the last 15 years, you know? Whereas when it comes to messaging, I think you still need to deliver a clear, concise message which your audience understands and they don't have to decipher it, you know? The yeah. medium is the one which has changed the most because the way the message gets delivered, the way the audience responds and reacts to your message and the way the messaging and the impact of your campaigns sort of gets measured on this uh, media is, is the number one thing which has changed. And that media, as we all know, is, is the digital medium. You know, the evolution of the digital medium, I mean, the way we use a TripAdvisor or a WhatsApp or a Telegram, apart from all the other large social networking apps, has pretty much changed the fabric of the society that we live in together. Right? So yep. at the same time, the third pillar, which is the medium, has had an impact on the way we measure 
the outcomes, the maybe the way we measure the results of uh, what our campaigns and our outreach leads to. Audience has become a lot more savvy because of digital. Audience is so much well-informed and better informed. But then you have to go back to some of your ba basics of having a clear and concise message. Because while the benefit of this change that has happened over the last two decades has been that there's wealth of information available for people. But this wealth of information has also led to poverty of attention, you know, because of information deluge. And this is, this is something which I read uh, in a book by Ryan Holiday, where he talks about stillness is the key. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a line which has sort of stuck with me forever since the time I read that in the book. So it's, it's very important for us to understand all of these components and very important for us to understand that what about marketing has changed and what parts of marketing still remain unchanged. So that's, that's how I would put it, how I've seen the evolution of the last decades yeah we keep talking about how data is the new oil and everything around but i think it it all means nothing if there is such lack of attention in whatever you're trying with the consumers essentially absolutely and, uh, absolutely no I, I completely agree with you so last 15 years you spoke about the medium and how lack of attention and how measurement has kind of evolved but the last one year i think completely trumps a lot of other movements. So what do you think has changed in the post-pandemic era? One big thing uh, that has happened post-pandemic is it has made the fence-sitters take a leap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, I, I think that's really the number one thing. There have been a lot of memes running around this about how it's not the CIO or the CTO, but the pandemic that accelerated digital transformation for most organizations across the globe. But it's actually true, you know, I mean, people have been forced to accept that digital or the role of digital in business is real and you can't ignore it anymore. And, and, and it's not just restricted to marketing, right? I mean, it's restricted to every aspect of business. I mean, it's part of the way you communicate every day remotely, the way you're able to sort of seamlessly conduct meetings from across all the different geographies in the world. And of course, the way the message gets delivered to the consumer, where the consumer is not able to go inside a store and touch and feel the product, but still you want to deliver some element of experience to the consumer or to your potential customer. Digital has really got the potential to do that. And the world has now really taken note of that. So that's, that's what has happened. Acceleration of digital adoption. Yeah. Hopefully CIOs will still be around. And I certainly do hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Not I, at I the think, cost of another pandemic. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's really the CIOs, CTOs, and the CMOs. I would say who have to steer the direction of where organizations move. And th there will be, I feel, quite a few organizations which will emerge stronger because they would have become, for lack of a better term, leaner in many ways. They will understand that they don't need some of the things that they have today and those investments, if not already, will start flowing into all things digital. Dear listeners, we'd like to take a minute to put in a word from our partner and podcast host, Hubhopper. Hubhopper Studio is India's leading podcast creation platform. You can start podcasting with Hubhopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Ghana, Google Podcasts, 
wink music, and more. So click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. You know, in terms of where you are right now and what has kind of shaped you in your career in marketing, is there one or more people who kind of stand out, you know, who have led you in this in this path of yours? There are, Vineet, there are a lot of people who I have directly worked with and a lot of people who don't even know I exist. <laughs> so I think a lot of people who I've directly worked with, who, who've been my bosses and my mentors and one particular person I really want to name because he's probably the finest marketeer that I have had the opportunity to work with. A gentleman goes by the name Murugan Narayan Swami. He's now the CEO of a FMCG company in uh, India. He, he's really had a massive, massive impact on the way I looked at marketing. Beyond that, there are quite a few folks, I would say. I, I would say Apple as an organization has had a tremendous impact on the way I look at marketing. Seth Godin is another guy who has had a tremendous impact on the way I have seen marketing. I've read most of his books over the years. Some of his books I sort of keep uh, revisiting from time to time. So mm -hmm. there are some new age organizations and some new age entrepreneurs who sort of I follow, who I think there is a lot for me to learn. One such guy is a guy called Russell Brunson. Russell, again, is a very, very inspiring entrepreneur and a marketeer who's built a $100 million plus company in the last six years and without any venture capital funding. He runs a company called ClickFunnels. I recently read mm -hmm. two of his books and right now I'm in his third book. <laughs> so, yeah, so so I, I think, as I said, so there, there are people who I have worked directly with and people who don't know I exist. And last few names are of the ones who don't know uh, that I exist, but it's again, you have the opportunity today. The point that I'm making is you don't have to learn from your immediate peers. I think you can learn from anyone and everyone across the globe. In in my initial days of learning digital, the things that I wanted mm -hmm. to learn about beneath that stuff was not happening where I was. So in, in India, for example, that point in time, we, we were not there yet. So almost every single thing that I learned about digital was from speakers and trainers across the globe. And mm -hmm. I, I used to, I, I used to take up a lot of, and I'm talking about back in 2011, 12, I, I used to take up courses and training programs of some of these guys. Some of these guys were bloggers. Some of these guys were getting into podcasting, which was sort of pretty new. Some of these guys were teaching how to make videos on YouTube. And while all of that today seems very normal, in 2011, 2012, it wasn't normal. I mean, imagine somebody yeah. saying in 2011 to their parents saying that, hey, mom, dad, I want to be a YouTuber. You can imagine what, what would have happened, you know? <laughs> so today, today it's a normal career option, right? I mean, being an influencer, an Instagram, a YouTuber, you're seeing real people make real careers out of doing these things. So so that point in time, as I said, I, I had to look out for mentors or trainers or teachers. And and this is something I would I would tell everyone who is irrespective of which stage in your career you're in, actively seek out mentors, actively seek out people who know more. There will always be people who know more about you about a particular domain. Yeah. So 
you have to be actively looking for such folks. Reach out to them. You'll be surprised. You'll be more than surprised to see how willing people are to help if you try and reach out and make an effort. Oh, yeah. But, you know, uh, one thing, you know, I'm hearing from you, Alok, is that you come from a place where there is a lot of learning. You called yourself a marketing nerd right in the beginning. So I, I, I see where you have learned a lot in your career. But beyond the learning, beyond the inspiration and the mentors, what else do you think you have been able to do well to stay ahead of the curve? So I'll go back to something that I was talking about. Is I think it's very important to keep experimenting and stay curious. And I don't know about staying ahead of the curve, but I think you have to focus on staying ahead of yourself. Yeah, because when you mm-hmm. say that you're trying to stay ahead of the curve, then you're essentially looking at what the world outside is doing. And if the yeah. world outside is at 100, then you try to reach that number 100 and not set your goals to 150. Yeah. So I think even if you just focus on being better than what you were yesterday as a marketer, as a professional, I think I think you will do you'll do okay for yourself. You'll be fine. Don't, don't look at what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. See where you are and where you want to go, because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. Otherwise you will be in this constant rut of comparing yourself to the marketer next door. And yeah, I I don't think that helps at all. So I've, I've just sort of, I'm not saying don't be competitive, but compete with the person that you were yesterday. I like the way this is going, Alok. We started off with you. We went into marketing. Now we are entering areas of management. So could you tell us about your management style? And we know you have built great teams in your career. So a bit about your management style, Alok. So management style, I mean, I don't know if this is a textbook management style, but uh, (laughs) the approach that I've always taken is to be a coach and a trainer or a mentor to the young people that I have had the opportunity to work with. At the same time, I mean, early on in my career, I had people reporting into me who were probably 10 years older than I was, who had far, (laughs) far more experience. This was in sales, who had far more experience than I had. I think the role there that I had to really play was how can I make them as my advisors and how can I look for guidance from them, from everything that they had learned and then steer the team in a particular direction. And I I think that's, so these are two ends of the spectrum, you know, when one is you're working with people who are far more experienced than you in your domain and yeah. Second part is where you're working with young, fresh out of uh, university grads who finished their engineering or finished their management and they're coming into it. So there are two separate approaches you need to take, but it's it's a lot more collaborative approach that I take. And once I'm happy and comfortable that, you know, this person is aligned with the vision that we want to take the team or take the organization, the direction Mm -hmm. that we want to take the organization in, then let them just get out of their way and let them do their job. Yeah. Not sort of micromanage or helicopter on 
each and every step and and most most of the times you'd be amazed with what people reward you when you trust them with everything yeah very true so let's shift gears again back into marketing and this is the ninth question of this interview tell us about three marketing campaigns that have really inspired you and also a bit of why they did so actually vineet you know i feel that the way the world needs to start to look at marketing campaigns has to change completely and when we think of marketing campaigns we think of advertising right we think of oh this ad that really touched people's heartstrings and you know made an emotional connect with the brand if you ask me in the recent times is one piece i would say and you you cannot classify it as a marketing campaign but it did more for the brand that any marketing campaign would do in the history and that would be on netflix formula 1 came up with the drive to survive and it's basically behind the scenes look of the way formula 1 and formula e, formula 1 teams work and drive to survive now i believe is getting into its third season and i think that one single piece of content has done more for the sport for the championship then i would say any other marketing campaign would have done and and that's that's really so so you know if i take a very broad view of marketing i would say that that would really be my number one campaign campaign per se as i said i mean as a purist you wouldn't classify it as a campaign because it's not an ad but marketing is not advertising you know marketing is everything that helps you know and uncover more about the brand product service that you are providing and i think what the streaming services today and ott platforms today are doing are taking the message of the brand to a much much larger audience in the world so that that would really be my number one bit that i would want to focus on there was one campaign which my team was involved in a couple of years ago it was it was again a campaign which went very viral in india was uh, a campaign focused on girl child education which was called ladki haath se nikal jayegi and that campaign won the team a lot of awards and a lot of accolades and it's it's probably one of the most heartwarming films that i have also seen in the last many many uh, years so yeah so these these are the two i i don't think really i have a third one because the way i i look at marketing is is it really touching my life today rather than me sitting and a lot of marketing campaigns you become aware of them when case studies are written about these campaigns so these two things are not things which i discovered through case studies but things which really sort of i feel touched my life in a way and yeah so that these these are the two campaigns that i would like to name awesome so for those who are listening to this i'll give links to these marketing campaigns for you to check out there'll be links for you to catch the video that alok was mentioning or even the netflix show we are now in the last and final step of our interview where this is the 10th question as promised to everybody <laughs> If this one advice you'd want to give to all the listeners what would that be One advice uh, Vineet would be that be intentional but at the time at the same time continue to be curious and an analogy to that would be when you go to a supermarket you might go with a shopping list so that's you being intentional that you want to go and use this shopping list to buy the products from the supermarket but the second part of being curious is be open to 
the new products that are displayed on the shelf because that's where new discoveries will happen. So being intentional and at the same time, continuing to be curious is what I would say is the one message or one piece of uh, advice that I would want to leave with the audience. Thanks a lot, Alok. I think that's a bit of advice I could also use. <laughs> and uh, lovely having you on the show, Alok. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you so much, Vineet. Thanks a lot for having me. And uh, it was just lovely chatting up with you after ages, yeah? And uh, would love to have this conversation over a coffee in person at <laughs> some point in time. If you like this episode of The Rel Talk Show, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you think this podcast would help someone else, do share. Your support will take us a long way in reaching more listeners. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to email alerts on www.reltalk.show.